Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Method to the Madness, our Breaking Bad edition. I'm your host, Mitchie, and joining me as usual is Patrick. Hello. And this week we're covering Season 3, Episode 6 of Breaking Bad, otherwise titled Sunset. This is a pretty, I don't know, I, I really like this in episode, and it's got one of my favourite sequences, or say, it's favourite scenes in like all of TV, I think. Um, and we also get to meet Gail Bedeker. Yeah, hell yeah, my boy Our Gail. fucking nerd, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is your favorite sequence the the meth cooking? No, the no no no. I'm talking like the favorite scene, um, the where Hank is trying to get into the RV. Oh yes, and, and that whole that it's whole so good. ten fifteen minutes is literally I yeah I love it. Like it is to me one of the most memorable parts of Breaking Bad. Like I just remember that scene all the time. Yeah yeah I yeah. I was like scrubbing through the episode uh, just to refresh my memory, and I just ended up watching that whole scene because it was so good. Yeah yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah anyway. The plot, please. Okay. Walt settles into his new surroundings and takes a liking to his new lab assistant, Gail. Jesse shows his meth to Badger and Skinny Pete and enlists them to enter the drug trade alongside him again. The two reluctantly agree. Meanwhile, Hank is now conducting surveillance on Jesse due to his connection with Combo, believing that the RV of Combo's mother is in his possession. He receives a call from Marie, who suggests that he asks Walt about it. Hank takes her advice and calls Walt, asking him if he can recall Jesse owning an RV. Instantly alarmed, Walt realizes that he must now dispose of the RV before Hank can find it. What do you think of Gale? Yeah, I love him. He's fucking Gale. <laughs> How can you <laughs> not love Gale? Um, no, actually, like, I don't super love him. I, I, I don't, like, you know, he's a bit of a pushover. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> he's like a more, like, a meeker version of Walt. Yeah, yeah, you're talking like you know him yeah. or something. Like, you're, gonna, you, you're <laughs> the one that has to work with him. <laughs> I mean, but you know, he's, he seems like a nice dude. He's he's alright. Yeah. What what do you think of his um libertarian moral argument as to why he's cooking meth? I thought it was quite <laughs> interesting. Yeah. No, I really like his philosophy. Yeah. Like, oh well, someone's got to do it anyway, so I might as well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the if if there is such a thing, it's the most moral way you can make meth. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, I you mean, know. you could extend this argument to like lots of things that are legal, like say making the atomic bomb you know like you could have refused to be in on the manhattan project but someone was going to take your place and make it anyway yeah and you know that, that and that wasn't breaking the law that was within the laws of the times back then you know that you weren't a criminal for doing that so based on that argument really and and, and what that contributed to and what methamphetamine contributes to like you know it's, it's kind of interesting like it blows a distinction between what's really legally right and morally right, you know, like they're both completely different things sometimes. Hmm. I love his little coffee contraption. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, try some. Then he's like, why the hell are we making meth? Yeah. <laughs> they should just become baristas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, I don't know, just like more to that argument, like, yeah, why, why, why don't they just, why doesn't he just like make coffee? You yeah. Know? You yeah. could probably make a living off that, but it's not about the money for him. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how amicable, amicable they seem to be at first? Yeah. And, you know, he, Gail anticipates what Walt needs and, like, they just seem to be really efficient. But as we see, like, Walt grows a bit dissatisfied with his pairing. It's just, And then it kind of highlights what Jesse brings to, you know, their dynamic. Yeah, but I personally think that Walt's just being a dick for <laughs> not being happy with the pairing. He just wanted it for his own reasons, not because he yeah. didn't had a problem with Gale. Well, Gale's efficient, therefore I don't want him. Like, it, it, it's nonsensical. It's seriously stupid. Like, he, well, he wants an efficient person. That's also why I don't like that Gale's a bit of a pushover. 
because part of the reason that he you know he gets kicked out is because he kind of lets Walt do that. But any anyway, yeah, yeah, that's 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 a bit for that is true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're right. He is a pushover. He's he's just a fucking nerd, bro. Like, <laughs> and and apparently Walt's the boss for whatever reason because Gus said so. So I think he's kind of looking at like, well, I need to, you know, treat him like my boss. And then I like their little chat about you know how you were saying last episode. You know, apart from Gail's philosophy of like someone else is going to make it anyway, he's like how he loves the lab and he says it's all still magic. Yeah. Which is very much in line with Walt's, you know, ethos of like uh, cooking meth as well. Uh, what well, that we find out later on. Yeah. Yeah. He makes a point of how like, yeah, university doing my doctor and stuff just wasn't what I wanted. I just wanted to be in a lab kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. It, it is very interesting, really. Like, I kind of like that. Like, this, uh, these two very scientific people you know they, i mean the scientists chemists right like they still view it, what they do as sort of like an art or magic yeah. even and and i think it's kind of a nice thing to a nice way of looking at it like it's, it's something unusual in science i yeah. guess is that people don't really look at things as magic the thing you have to understand morty is that sometimes sometimes science is more art than science rick and morty <laughs> so and then he so he reads out a whitlam poem right yeah 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 the learned astronomer yeah, when I heard the learned astronomer, I've got it pulled up. You fucking and I, nerd. I really love this poem. <laughs> it's such a meaningful parallel, man. So let me let me read it out real quick. When I heard the learned astronomer, when the proofs, the figures were ranged in columns before me, when I was shown the charts and diagrams to add, divide, and measure them, when I sitting heard the astronomer, where he lectured with much applause in the lecture room, how soon unaccountable I became tired and sick, till rising and gliding out, I wandered off by myself in the mystical moist night air, and from time to time looked up in perfect silence at the stars. So, to give a very dry summarization of that story, yeah. someone was in a lecture, uh, you know, learning about astronomy, and they got tired of hearing about, uh, you know, this dry academia, so he actually went out and looked at the stars himself. Right. Yeah, so similarly... You know, it's it's all well and good to learn about chemistry, but like what what these characters really want is to actually put it into practice, and as Gail says, you know, make magic pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can see that like not just in methamphetamine, but the fact that he makes this coffee contraption too. He just yes wants to do anything related to chemistry. Yeah, I don't know. I just and yeah, I don't know, man. I find that I find that says a lot about Gail and by extension, but about Walter as well. Says what? Why they need to make meth. Walt didn't need to, neither did Gale. Right, yep. But they they want to anyway, yeah. Yeah, like I was saying before, yeah, like um, his real reason for doing it is, is, is the passion of being in a lab, nothing else. And, and and I think, and we can, if jump, skipping all the way to the last scene in this whole TV series, you know, when Walt dies, fucking spoilers. Yeah, you can see that. Like, he, he dies in a laboratory, and he's just looking at everything around him with admiration. Like, yeah, this this is truly what kind of, to me, is what, like, a lot of the show is about. It's just literally about passion for science, really, but just in a fucked up way. And then, like, one of the last shots is him touching one of the, uh, like, metal containers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, They're yeah. Cooking. And then, you know, he in a way where he's, like, he touches it with, like, longing. Yeah. As if, like, fuck, these were the best days of my life kind of thing. Yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was I was really I was alive as he says. Yeah. Oh, I am awake. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Walt drives to Clovis's lot, who is fixing up the RV while chatting with Badger. Walt informs him that the DEA is trying to find the RV and that they must get rid of it. Clovis tells him about Old Joe, a man who owns a junkyard and will be able to destroy the RV with no questions asked. 
Badger calls Jesse and tells him that Walt is planning to have the RV destroyed, prompting him to rush to the junkyard. Hank follows him. And enraged, Jesse suddenly shows up and Walt, horrified, realises that he has led Hank right to them. The two lock themselves within the RV while Hank tries to force the door open. Old Joe steps in and tells Hank that the RV is a domicile and therefore he cannot legally search it without a warrant. Hank relents and phones the DEA office for a warrant. Thinking quickly, Walt comes up with a plan to lure him away. He has Saul's secretary, Francesca, call Hank to tell him that Marie has been in a car accident and is being rushed to the hospital in critical condition. Hank leaves the junkyard and rushes to the hospital. With Hank gone, old Joe scraps the RV as Walt and Jesse watch solemnly. Gus meets with the cousins at sunset in a remote location. He tells them again that he will not allow them to kill Walt until the business with him has concluded. But he gives them the blessing to instead go after the man who actually pulled the trigger on Tuco, Hank. Yeah, um, old Joe. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. You don't, don't you love how, like, Wikipedia <laughs> summaries just, like, give you the name of a character that was never named in the actual episode? Like, <laughs> like where do they get it from? Dude, he's such a good character, though. I love him. He's just, like, so knowledgeable about yeah. the war. Just, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, Suggesting know. that he's, like, admit, he's like, been doing this for years, yeah. like, you know, tussling with the law yeah. and shit. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, this scene, man, like, honestly, it's just... I don't know what it is about it, but it's, it's kind of like the show does this a lot, you know, where like you get Gus Fring rock up to the DEA center to donate the money. And as we see in the next few episodes, he does the same thing again, donates chicken and food and stuff to the cops and that. And like this like hiding in plain sight criminal kind of activity. And, and this is exactly kind of what's going on in this bit, I guess, is that Walt is right there, literally like a meter away from Hank. But Hank just simply can't see him and is just obstructed, uh, sorry, he's just obstructed by, like, the law and, and stuff like that, you know, and, and that leads to three more seasons before he's even discovered mm. as Heisenberg. It's just amazing, like, the tension that you feel and it's just so good. Yeah, it's called dramatic irony is when... Uh, yeah. W- yeah, there is tension because of something the audience knows that the characters don't know. Yeah, and and, yeah. and and I feel, and the show really, you know, the best, it just achieves the best way into you, you in, in the use of dramatic irony, I suppose. Like, yeah. it's all about that. It's all about yeah, that. Yeah. And I guess a lot of dramas are, but this one especially. Yeah, no, I, I love how, yeah, actually, literally close they are. Could you imagine if, like, he found Walt then and there? Like, <laughs> that would that would have just been it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It, all, all, it all kind of banks up onto these moments, you know, these like mm. these 10 minute scenes where everything literally like lies in the balance kind of thing. Mm. What Walt did to get Hank away was so fucking like, malicious. Like, it, it is really like nasty, yeah. like almost evil in a way. But. At the same time, I see complete justification for it because how else was he meant to get Hank away? He, he was adamant. He was not going to move away. He was going to wait for the cops to come with a warrant. Mm. Nothing else, you know. Um, and it seemed like the only option. It's it's super devious, but like it's pretty clever. Not going to lie. It is really clever. Yeah. yeah. But it's, again, another step that Walt takes in his de- descent into, I mean, what he eventually becomes, I guess. These little things, you know, chip away at his character, his, his goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What I like about the fact that he uses Marie for that is that it's it's again there's a parallel there between Hank and Walt. Right, uh, last season we see Walt and he has to make the decision of selling the meth or seeing his daughter being born. Right, mm-hmm. 
And in this one, we see Hank going through a similar situation. He gets a phone call as well, and he has to decide whether he has to go and see his wife or, you know, crack this case kind of thing. Right. And we see Hank go to the hospital, so he makes a better decision. He's a better person. He chooses family, whereas Walter yeah. chooses business. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I like that. And then this the the uh, this little montage of uh, the RV being destroyed is great with that like Spanish yeah. song playing. Yeah. And then <laughs> Jesse's looking at it. He's looking really sad. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 but they're both looking at it and, and I don't it's like they're not talking. You don't hear anything and it's almost like it's just the two actors standing there watching the car get destroyed and they're just having a chat. Like it's just Brian Cranston and Aaron <laughs> Paul talking, not the characters. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some great camera placements like how it's inside the RV when the first bit of destruction yeah. happens. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, that's one thing we don't really talk about enough but cinematography in this show is actually surprisingly good so good and then there's like another shot where the thing that's crushing the the rv is lowering and as it's lowering it reveals walter and jesse in the background yeah yeah so good yeah it's it's clean yeah and talking about jesse being real sad about it walt was also kind of like feeling that nostalgia because the only reason he could have ran away as soon as he dumped the car right but he decided to stay for like a few minutes and he was like touching the fucking yeah it was like a funeral yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and this is what we're talking about right like like he, this is his passion you know like he touches that metal canister at the end of the tv series when he dies it's like that's kind of same thing you know he just sees all the the stuff he's created what he's mm. achieved the ma- with the magic in this rv and stuff like that and i mean it actually leads to him to almost being caught so well yeah he's sentimental like he even you know later on he buries the money in this site where they first cooked so like yeah, true. the history of his criminal career means a lot to him. Yeah, he does yeah. lace a lot of meaning into things, doesn't he? Yeah. The end of this episode's good too because fucking Hank man, like this episode and the next one, it's just so rough for him. Well, yeah. In fact, this whole season's rough for him from now on. Like you know, but we see that like Gus gives the twins permission to go kill him, and you're just like fuck. Like the poor bloke couldn't crack his case. You know, he he got the received the call saying that his wife was pretty much almost dead or something which is like such a devastating thing to go through and then this happens now the twins are going after him it's just like he he, now he's the one that's not gonna get a break like yeah poor bloke but yeah that's one of my favorite scenes in tv just one of most memorable scenes to me just that whole rv scene so fucking good makes me really appreciate the show and i love how it's ramping up now like we've had this really slow opening to the season for the first few episodes but now it's really kicking off like shit's actually happening yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it feels worth it, you know, all that setting up. Yeah, totally. All right, we'll join us next time for episode seven of season three. See you later. I love the lab. Because it's all still magic. You know? Chemistry? I mean, once you lose that, it is. It is magic. It still is. If you like this series, Mitch is going to tell you where you can find more of these. Yep, so you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud or Stitcher. And we've also got a website, amtgm.com, where you can find our fabulous episodes on Breaking Bad. If you have any questions, queries, insights or criticism, you can send them to mail at amtgm.com. And as always, thank you for listening.